Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. It's the week of March 27th, 2023, and I'm going to take a break from the cadence of my usual podcast introduction because I'm in the studio today with two special guests. I'd like to welcome Jeff Hoggard, who you may remember from a previous episode, and someone brand new, Ben Rist. Both Jeff and Ben are also part of American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Yep, thank you. You're very welcome. Well, I'd love to start out with you guys just telling us a little bit about what you specifically do at AIFP to uh, give us a foundation for your perspective today. No problem. My role here at AI is the same as with Ken and Justin, obviously our our regulars here. While Justin has more of a focus on Southern Yellow Pine, Ken and I work very closely together here in the what we call the U.S. row, which is focused more specifically on the fur species out west, mostly Doug fur and hem fur, obviously. So that's what we spend our time doing and really what I spend most of my time doing, dealing with the, the mills here in the northwest, kind of down through California, moving the product that, again, grows here and comes from here. And yeah, this is Ben. So my focus of the trade is really on the other end of the components, which is the low-grade usage. So I work with a lot of pallet grading and shipping manufacturers. So typically the higher end stuff goes in for truss and wall paneling. And I use the the downfalls, what we call it from the sawmill. So that's where majority of my trade is. It is heavy on the West Coast, up and down Washington through California. Also do a lot with export into Mexico and then a couple baskets of business within the inland Idaho, Utah, and down in uh, Houston, Texas region. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that information. Let's just jump right in and start where we always do with a recap of the lumber market over the last couple of weeks and how that looked for component manufacturers. Yeah. last The last couple of weeks have been very similar to the previous couple of weeks. Again, very flat due to weather mostly. Um, I think we've seen some activity kick off very slightly, but still activity nonetheless throughout the points of the Southeast and uh, starting to see some activity in the Southwest as well. So really below the Sun Belt, we're still waiting on the, the northern half of the U.S. to really get kicking, kicked off and going. But we do feel that there's something that is coming really the when you see the inquiry level pick up like we have, we see that day in and day out and know that there's not a lot of folks that that over inventoried really haven't. There's no need for anybody to over inventory here of late. So it's kept guys in the market on a regular basis, which again tells us that when we do get some better weather, they're kind of follow suit to the Southeast and the Southwest. And I think we, uh, we kind of start to see the beginning of the building season here soon. Yeah. And from my, uh, from our end of it, so pretty much the shipping and the pallet manufacturing side lags a little bit of what happens with the upper grades. We're typically on a two, three week delay with it. Much to Jeff's point is I would say a 60 day recap. I mean, in January, uh, we were kind of hoping for a better bit of a pickup. A lot of the weather on the West Coast has delayed a lot of that. I believe I was reading something where California's had 12 or 13 atmospheric floods so far this season, which is historically much more than they've had in the past. So Really what it's done with pricing as low as it's gotten on that end of supply is it's essentially just been dragging at these lower levels, historically speaking. And we've just been waiting for our customers to step in. So how our customers buy is they're all component manufacturers. So they secure the projects 
and then they'll go buy the lumber to fulfill those projects. Ultimately, with the delay in wet, it's just got a lot of people to stand on the sidelines just because they're they're waiting for the rain and snow to subside. And, and that's most noticeable on the West Coast. I would say in the last couple of weeks, especially with the buildup of wood out of Canada, there was some a lot of wood that moved into the Texas and Midwest regions. So they, they jumped in prior to what, where we're seeing the West Coast currently jump in at. So that has caused a bit of a, a tightening up of fiber on the West Coast that's readily available. Some guys still feel that they can get it when they'll need it. But, you know, I, that with that type of material, since it is limitedly produced, it can tighten up within the course of a week. So we're noticing that in some regions, like maybe out of Washington and the in the Midwest and South, but really not yet. So California or the lower sun states. Okay. So Ben, you do bring with a little bit different perspective, just given some of your in, infusion into the pallet and crate industry sector, let's call it whatever. What what grades of lumber sell into that particular market? What kind of wood are you selling to those guys? So, so it's mainly going to be economy, utility, and a number three. Very, if the price spread is small enough, which currently it is not, but if it's small enough, people will take eight foot and 10 foot standard embedder. Number two, typically a dog item for most builders or lumber yards, but can actually work really well for someone trying to make a high-end crate or pallet. From a mill production standpoint, that represents about 20, 25% of a total mills production is that low grade utility economy. Obviously, a a mill with higher, nicer equipment is going to have less downfall, which is something they're entirely trying to avoid. So and a lot of that business is done in block buys or contract style just because a mill wants to spend as little time on it as possible. So they'll be much more advantageous to go and take a two-month, one-month block of orders where with the dimensional like number one or number two grade, if the market's moving up, the mill wants to follow that price up as much as possible. So, Okay. Okay. And then from a lower grade wood perspective, do you see number three going into floor trusses in the West, sort of like we see in the Southeast with number three, Southern yellow pine? Woods? Yeah. So it, it de- again, really depends on the mill stock. With lower grade, there's a little bit more ambiguity on how it's graded or how it's valued. For web stock or in between stock, you could probably get a nicer number three. I know that they use utility in number three for discount lumber yards. You do that a lot into Texas and Oklahoma, ship a lot of that into there. And you also see that a lot in export down into Mexico. A lot of the housing buildings that they do in Mexico, there's they'll use number three in utility in the same way we might use a number two. So depending on what they're building, of course. Referencing so. it to back to a component, there is a lot of number three that goes into a lot of the modular builders. They use a ton of that material. I know I, I ship quite a bit of it to a few of my modular guys. So it does get used, but again, kind of to Ben's point, there's there's different regions of the country that obviously have different building codes, more allowable in certain spots than others. Okay. So that's interesting information. I want to kind of go back to, you both sort of mentioned looking for pickups in buying at this time of the year. Can you compare to even just say last year or the year before? What the, how what does that feel like from a, how fast is it happening? Does it feel a lot slower than it has been in the past? Or does this feel similar to other year, beginning of the year, weather delays, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, by this point, if you're referencing, I guess, just the last few years or any what we would consider a normal year, we, we don't have we don't have the same type of kickoff that we, you know, especially the last couple of years. The last couple of years are different than any quote normal year, just just because of the volatility in the market. But yeah, I mean, so yes, this is slower than a normal year. But again, with the way that we're looking at it and the way that we feel it, at least from my perspective in the on-grade or upper grades is purely weather-related. Again, there's been 
plenty of correction in terms of price, bringing things back down to earth, as it were, and really taking it back to the mill levels and, and making the mills draw a line in the sand saying, hey, these are the levels that remain profitable for us, or we need to kind of take some production off or shut down completely. So for us to kind of move forward, it's like we got to hit the reset button on that. And again, we really do feel that it's just weather that's kind of keeping it here for now, but that it won't be, that it won't last long. Okay, so you actually led me right into what was going to be my next question, which is talking about plant, you know, mill shutdowns, curtailments. I, there hasn't been much talk about that. And obviously tonight, today now you've mentioned some tightening of fiber availability in some regional areas. Are you hearing anything about potential mill shutdowns for even if it's not just to keep less fiber on the ground, if it's more just about maintenance going into the busy season or anything like that? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I can jump in from at least what I've been hearing. excuse me, they're doing everything they can not to shut down. I mean, no mill wants to, mill wants to lose employees. And I think that's something that anybody can feel at any level these days. It's hard enough to get people to come to work, let alone having to let them go and hope that you get them back. But again, when you start to flirt with these levels, I mean, that's the big difference that we've seen in the conversations we're having with, with our partners is wants to tell us that well, it, historically, they've been able to get to these levels. Well, historically, it's great. I, I used to pay a dollar fifty a gallon for gas. That's great. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything for me these days. Cost of living goes up. Cost of doing business goes up. And it's the same thing at the mill level. And while they don't want to admit it because they feel like the mills have made money hand over fist here the last few years, they're not wrong, but they're not going to give it all back either. Mills don't run for posterity. Yeah. I would second a lot of that to Jeff's point is I think the Really, the labor thing is a big deal. Uh, just you, when you lose people, you, it's so hard to get them back. And I think there is a great evidence of that happening, especially towards the this last bear run. There's a lot of curtailments towards the end of last year. And that's been a main issue. I've talked with a lot of my mills and even not just mills, but customers and manufacturers where they, they want to hang on to the good labor and people that know their business. And anyway, it's hard to... You hire someone new and it's a whole new pro- six-month process right. really to get them up to speed. So it's trying to avoid that aspect as well. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of my questions, Ben. I'm glad you said that. The labor situation is interesting. I, I'm guessing that maybe folks don't understand how how much training goes into getting someone up to speed at a mill. So it sounds like that's a pretty hefty process and there's some more nuances to that kind of work than maybe we might think about. Yeah, I mean, I my kind of, this maybe. Ted touches on a little bit of human nature, right? But like once you kind of get someone into a pattern, right? Like this is their routine. This is what they're doing. This is how they fund their life, supply their family or their own personal life. Like they tend to feel like, okay, I want to stick with this. Even if it's not optimal, if you're kind of, if someone's feeling uncertainty about whether supplying their livelihood, then they're going to bounce around and just creates a lot of instability with that business itself. I mean, and this isn't just happening at mills. I mean, you see this happening at gas stations or like restaurants or whatever it is. It's not a a wood only problem. It's just a labor problem itself. So I think we're kind of readjusting to people getting back into routines. Obviously, the market's changed a lot. Inflation's changed things a lot. And so it's, we're kind of entering, in my opinion, entering this kind of new phase of where we're at in the economy. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so I think people are want to get to something that is routine, right? Something that's uh, feels balanced both within their work and personal life. And there's not a lot, it's been really stressful. And so trying to minimize that stress just through having consistency is, 
And I, I, personally, that's how I feel about it. So, yeah, I probably couldn't agree too much more, to be honest. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we are kind of getting closer to time here. And so I, I like to wrap up by asking the same question every week. Our component manufacturers are looking for the ins and outs of where things might be going in the next couple of weeks from your desks and what might help drive their businesses forward. So I guess I'm asking for advice, but also just sort of where you both see the market going in the next couple of weeks before we meet again. Well, I think I've said it a couple of times and I've, I'm telling all my partners, whether it's the mill side or my customer side partners, the same thing. So I'll, I'll just reiterate it. It's time to be focused on on the business at hand and the business that you see coming here in the, in the coming months. We want to make sure that you're going to be buying what we feel are going to be the yearly lows when you do step in and kind of set your cost average. It's going to be now, at least until we get to the fourth quarter. I think we run pretty through the second quarter, through the third quarter. I'm going to, I'm going to stop and come up for air sometime at each point and, and just kind of make sure that I still feel the same thing. But, but that's at least from the again the on grade or upper grades that's what we feel is coming again not looking at a runaway like we've seen here over the last handful of years but i believe that we will get into a a good swing of things much more like a quote normal year yeah and i would agree with that sentiment a lot there i would expect that we're probably going to have a couple week period maybe through the mid april early may when there's going to be a lot of people who have been standing on the sidelines kind of come in at once. Again, to Jeff's point, I don't think that's going to cause any sort of like, oh, shoot through the roof or anything like that. But there will be times where there does feel tightness and material within the market, but that should dissipate over a few weeks and it should have a strong, steady trade through spring and the summer. And at that point, you're speculating, but that's what it feels on our end as well. So should be. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate having you on the show today. It's unusual for us to have two different experts on. Usually it's one or the other. So it was really fun to have a brand new team of folks to come and share their perspectives today. I think with that, we've got some great information ready to go out to our listeners. And that will wrap up our episode this week. So Jeff and Ben, so nice to have you with us. We appreciate your expertise and your enthusiasm. And I've really enjoyed our time together this afternoon. And I look forward to our next installment of Lumber Connection. Thank you, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.